with your host, Spike Cohen. No one can hear my mic. What the hell is happening right now? I can't hear, uh, I can't hear Spike. Yeah, no yeah, one can. can. Hi! You can hear me now, right? People can hear me now. Okay, welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Um, thank you guys so much for coming and for waiting for my mic to work. Uh, I am finally back home in America and I'm moist. My God, it's muggy here. You can, uh, you can tell I'm really smart because I was uh, hot up in Canada and I thought, you know what will help fix this? Uh, if I travel about a thousand miles closer to the equator, that'll fix it. I'm a very stable genius. This is a Muddied Waters media production. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, we're on Instagram, check us out on Anchor, we're on Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, everywhere. Check us out everywhere. Like us, follow us, five star us, hit the bell if applicable, anything to for the follows. Don't miss a single thing from Muddy Waters. Um, share this right now. Uh, the last thing I want is for any of your closest loved ones to miss a roughly hour long libertarian podcast on a Wednesday night. Give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids love it. This program is brought to you by Anchor. Uh, I will be plugging that later, roughly halfway through the show, hopefully at a very inappropriate moment. Uh, the intro and outro music for this and every episode of my fellow Americans is from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That is J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Check him out on Bandcamp. Be sure to check him out on Bandcamp. Um, uh, it's joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Joe Davi, for that. I'd like to thank... Who am I drinking water from? Nestle. For this delicious drinking water that I'm drinking on this episode. No more Canadian water. We're back in the States. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and as always, guys, we have a very special event coming up next week uh, that I'd love to tell you about. It is called Demageddon 2. We are electric uh, intersectional boogaloo. We are covering the uh, the Democrat debates uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week, uh, July 30th and 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Muddy Waters Media. Me and Matt Wright will be watching that amazing event which uh, hopefully we'll all get healed by Marianne Williamson. Uh, I will also be seeing Marianne Williamson tomorrow night, probably going live if they let me. Uh, we shall see. Um, but yeah, so be sure to check that out next week. 
Uh, and guys, so without any further ado, guys, my uh, guests tonight are the gatekeepers of libertarianism. It is they who determine who is and is not a real libertarian. And the answer is, well, none of you are real libertarians. Only I am the true libertarian. But but enough about me. My fellow Americans, uh, please welcome my guest tonight. My first guest is uh, John Hudak. He is the uh, Connecticut State Coordinator coordinator for Adam Kokesh's 2020 presidential campaign. And uh, Kevin Shaw is the chairman of the Libertarian Party of San Fernando Valley. He's the director of Freedom and Philosophy at Liberty Institute of Freedom and Economics. Uh, And he is an at-large representative of the Libertarian Party of California. And he's basically just a a lazy guy who does nothing all day long. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining my fellow Americans. Thanks for having us on. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, love to have you on. And of course, we would be remiss not to mention... The man who couldn't make it tonight, our fallen comrade who was struck down in the very prime of his life. It was a tough decision to move ahead with this episode, but we realized that it was what you would have wanted. Our thoughts and prayers go out to your loved ones, and we take this moment to remember you, Jordan Logue. snap um what you mean you, you mean to ask what made me a libertarian i uh i suppose i was i, I was always i i just I, I was always a libertarian it slowly took a while for me to become an anarchist i i had this faith in the state up until the last moment that somehow the right people could get elected and good things could get done um and i maintained that optimism late into my 20s until finally i realized it just wasn't happening and now no government at all very good stuff and and john same same for you I mean, I actually used to be a neocon years ago. Um, I was a big Republican growing up. 2008, I felt kind of disillusioned. I mean, I saw Ron Paul in the debates, but I thought he was kind of crazy at the time. But then after that election, I kind of looked into it a little bit more, and I was like, oh, maybe this guy actually like knows what he's talking about. And then uh, kind of gradual, I became an ANCAP by about 2011. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my timeline, too, and you're way younger than me, so you're ahead of me. <laughs> Um, I, uh, I was a neocon as well and, uh, and then kind of became sort of a constitutionalistic minarchist and then, yeah, just, I, was, I was there for, I that. just kind of like, I found myself like more and more working my way <laughs> down until it was like, wait a second, I don't think I want any government. And that was probably maybe not 2011, maybe like 20, yeah, no, probably right around 2011, 20. Cause I, I remember I'm like, okay, if, if our options are Mitt Romney and Obama, then I think we're asking the wrong question. And uh, I, I think maybe we're, we're asking ourselves the wrong thing here. Maybe we should be asking, do we need any of these people? And I think maybe the answer is no. Um, so, so, okay, so then you did that. And now, so did you two start Libertarians or, or Fakertarians? I'm realizing now that I don't know the history of Fakertarians. How did that start? So I guess I'll take this one because I've been here since the beginning. Okay. It's actually a pretty crazy story um, because it's, who basically who you wouldn't expect started it with me, uh, Matt Kay, when he was still an NCAP. Really? <laughs> yeah, he actually, uh, he was mad at Liberty Hangout one day, 
and he made a page. I think it was called uh, "Liberty Hangout is a Cancer to Liberty" or something like that. Right. And I had been getting in a lot of arguments with the uh, Liberty Hangout people over the past few months because I wrote an article where I kind of called out uh, Justin Maldo, like maybe three months before that. So that was like, I think we started June 2017. Okay. Um, so I saw the page was made. I started sending them screenshots of Liberty Hangout stuff. So we just started posting them on the page and being like, hey, look at this dumb stuff they said. And uh, about maybe we brought a few people on. Uh, Joshua Smith was part of it. Um, some others, too. Kevin, you came on later, right? Yeah, yeah. I came I came a little I came after Dankertarian's dad. OK, so. Uh, yeah, we switched the name to Fakertarians maybe two or three days after it started. Um, and the Liberty Hangout people thought we were changing it, like, to hide from them. They were making posts about it, like Chris John Cox, one of the people who, he's a producer for Richard Spencer or something like that now. Um, as as any real libertarian saying, would be, of course. Oh, I know. He works, I think he works for David Duke, too. <laughs> he's he's kind of, he's out there. I'm not, I'm not even making this up. Like. <laughs> no, I know, that's uh, why it's funny. He made a post like, oh, they're hiding from us. Oh, God. And, uh. And then Augustus Invictus was on the post saying, like, docs all leftists and stuff like that. So some guy made, like, a, a picture. So this guy named John Carter, who likes to block everyone, uh, he made a picture with, like, they found out who a few of us were. So it was, like, a picture of me, Matt, Josh, and two other people. And it said, like, Antifatarians or something <laughs> on it. I like that. Time. I like that. I'm going <laughs> to put a in the discussion note to self, make make antifatarians page i like that that's a good page name that and uh and nicholas sarwak not sock account those are the two pages i'm going to be making soon oh yeah um so okay cool so that is that is fine so the mission of fakertarians is obviously to find fake libertarians in the community and to out them what would you say is the main purpose of that do you see it as like a legitimate tactic to keep frauds out of the liberty movement are you doing it just for laughs or is it kind of a combination of both i'd say the main purpose is keeping frauds of the liberty movement i mean we like to give people laughs and all that but we feel like there's like a real purpose behind it with that kevin would, um, would and would you say about the same like you know yeah it's funny but this is about keeping out faker terrence Oh, absolutely. The Vigertarians the page isn't out there to just grow its audience. Otherwise, it would have a bunch of followers that were outside the liberty movement. It's largely targeted to other libertarians to kind of inform them and act as a watchdog against bad behavior in the party. Right. And the movement at large. Right. And it's funny because you guys, like you said, your reach is somewhat limited because you're, you're targeting specifically libertarians. But you have an incredible engagement on your posts and even in your group, which only has a few hundred members, which really speaks to the fact that one of the favorite things that libertarians do is, like, ex say that other people aren't libertarians. The thing with your group is that you're actually, like, you're not just going after people with, like... It's like in a lot of other groups, you two would go after each other because, John, you're you're more of, I guess, like a right libertarian or a libertarian capitalist. And, Kevin, you're more of, like, a libertarian socialist. And so you guys would tell each other, you're not real libertarians. And this is more like this is more fruitful because you're actually going after people that don't believe in the basics like self ownership and and you know uh, 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 you know personal liberties and things like that. You're going after actual like no, people that really right. they're saying libertarian, but there's not really anything even remotely libertarian about what they do. Yeah, I mean it's people who like Hitler and Stalin, <laughs> unironically. I mean, 
Like, actually, like, I, I have people in my head right now I'm thinking of when I say that. Yeah, I know exactly who you're thinking of. <laughs> it's horrible. It's crazy because, I mean, there's, like, I mean, there's actual, like, North Korean apologists. And I guess maybe I've gotten so used to the the hit, the Third Reich apologists that I'm almost jaded to that now. I'm like, yeah, that's just a part of the liberty movement. There's people that unironically call themselves libertarians, and they'll explain how Hitler really, if you think about it, you know, didn't really do that much wrong. And so I guess I'm used to that. But now I'm seeing like people that are defending Juche or whatever it's called, the the you know the Kim Jong Un ideology, and I'm like, wow, this is wild stuff, man. Like I I don't. I, it's it's I don't I don't get it, but it's it's crazy to me. I uh, I wanted to ask the biggest thing. So I think most people would say that. Well, maybe that's not true. Would you say most people would agree with you that Liberty Hangout is kind of a fake libertarian outlet at this point, or do you, are there really like a lot of hangers on that are still saying, yeah, no, they're definitely libertarian. I would say most libertarians would agree with us that by this point. I mean, they, they've really gone like full Trump worship stuff. Like I saw them the other day. They used to be like into Bitcoin and stuff like that. And then Trump wrote the thing about Bitcoin where he didn't like it. And, and they were defending that the other day. They really just go with whatever Trump says at this point. So they're, they're pro-Federal Reserve note now? Is that that they're... <laughs> I mean, they. it seemed that way. I mean, they didn't say that explicitly, but... But they, they just go with whatever Trump says. That is, they, they, I feel like they're just trying to market to like Fox News boomers now. It's it's crazy. And I mean, I'm not – so I'm not – okay, so people will make fun of – I'm not someone that gets into like making fun of people's appearance and stuff like that. But it seems like there's just like so much bad blood that there's just people like attacking each other now. And and I, so I don't really know the the Liberty Hangout people that much. Were they always like that, or did did this like just suddenly happen, or like what what is it? Based on like, cause I've I've known who they were for a while. Um, I'd say they started off kind of constitutional libertarian, but it's weird because they called themselves ANCAPs, but they still kind of made excuses for for government. I mean, that's part of the reason we started the page. But um, around the Trump stuff, they really started getting into that. And I mean, they right, they went after Bill Weld. I mean, rightfully, I go after Bill Weld myself. Right, right. But, um, but then they, they started to get really into the anti-immigration stuff. Um, I don't know if you know who Jared Howe is, but he was one of their writers. The John Cox guy I was talking about earlier was one of their writers. He was like their, I think he was like their lead editor or, or something like that at one point. But Howe... Um, Howe was probably the worst, and he was one of the ones we were really targeting early on. I mean, he would – he kind of masked it a little bit, but you could tell, like, he re- the guy really did not like Jews. Like, his his posts were, like, like seriously. But um, it was kind of proven that we were right about him eventually because uh, when Chris Cantwell was in prison, Howe co-hosted his podcast with him. Oh, wow. I mean, he was already out of Liberty Hangout by that point, but – that's yeah, and I mean, Maldo now he's he's the guy who's uh in charge of it. I think he's going more the he they did kind of like push out like the worst elements of the alt right that were there, like John Cox and this other guy that got kicked out for defend literally defending Nazism. Um, but uh, Maldo's kind of just gone like full Trump. I mean, I, I feel like after his girlfriend uh, Caitlin 
Bennett, the, the Kent State gun girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after she got famous, he just kind of started appealing to, like, the conservative crowd and not writing anything more about libertarianism. Because they're, I mean, I'm sure part of it, and I think uh, Stefan Molyneux, it's a similar thing. Oh, yeah. If I can just see in my, and I don't have nearly the reach, but I can see, like, on our page and on our, on just my personal profile, if I put something out that's, like, this kind of, you know, more principled liberty liberty stance or getting into, you know, philosophical stuff about propertarianism or things like that, it gets some engagement and some discussion or whatever. If I put something that, you know, makes fun of the left, huge engagement, right? Like just, you know, oh, yeah. through the roof. Or if I even put up something that makes fun of the right, I'll get slightly less engagement, but still big engagement. Like you could, it's like if you, and so we found that like we do this mix of you know, trigger the left, trigger the right, and then actually put something libertarian in there. Because when we were just trying to be like, just doing nothing but, you know, that, you know, pushing libertarian orthodoxy, I guess, for lack of a better word, it wasn't getting the engagement. I'm sure if you're on Twitter, and you know, you just put up like, hey, commies, come and take your my guns, and you know, fire a gun, you've got like you said, you got every Republican boomer in the world sharing that and going, the, yeah. the future is great, you know, in all caps, the future is great. Look at these kids, you know, Trump twenty twenty. And that so I guess it makes more money. And I've noticed Molyneux like over time has more and more I mean, do you think that's he's actually becoming a Nazi or do you think that's just because it gets the He's click? getting pretty close to gone. I forget what he said the other week, but he was saying something about how he wondered if Jeffrey Epstein uh, molested any Jewish girls or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it was it was something along those lines, like where he was insinuating that he wouldn't because he's just out to get the white people. Because that's what matters, right? Like if you hear someone's raped <laughs> a bunch of little kids on a private island and tortured them, you want to make sure they weren't all Gentiles. That's like a big, <laughs> that's a big deal, right, guys? I, that's, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, So... At this point, I, I guess we can just go through different groups and people that are being accused of fakertarianism, and you can tell me what you think. Uh, the first one being the one that I get the most uh, pushback on if we share something from them or tag one of their members or whatever, and you even saw it in my just, God forbid I put up a cover photo in my next episode, um, is the uh, Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. Uh, I'm saying that right, right? Mises? Yeah. 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 Um, so I first, when I first heard of the Mises Caucus, it was when uh, Josh Smith was running for uh, chair, Libertarian Party chair. And people were like, well, he's with the Mises Caucus, and they're a bunch of alt-right Nazis. And I'm like, I knew that Ludwig von Mises was not, definitely wouldn't have been considered an alt-right Nazi. And so I'm like, all right, well, let me look into this. So I joined the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus group, I think in like... 2017 beginning of 2018 something like that whenever his run was same same time frame and because i tend to join groups uh when i think that they might potentially pose an existential threat to me so i'm in a bunch of different like groups that i'm not sure why they'd let someone with a last name cohen in um but uh but i you know i've been on the libertarian uh, the the mises caucus group since whenever it was 2017 2018 i've not really seen alt-right stuff I've seen some people that defend immigration controls and I've seen some people that maybe defend this or that, but I'm not seeing this like, I'm certainly not seeing alt-right and I'm not even seeing like 
you know, the, a lot of times the, the immigration stuff is more like economic things than like we have to preserve our people or culture or whatever. Why would you say, and I, I'd like to get both of your points of view because you're, a, John, you're a member and Kevin, you're, 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 you're not. Why there's this, like, why that reputation came from, where it even came from? I guess I'll take that first. Um, so I actually, I joined the group when it first started just to see what was going on in there. Because I actually, like, for running Fakertarians and all that, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be some alt-writers in here. Like, right. maybe some screenshots or something <laughs> like that. But um, I kind of realized early on that some some alt-writers did join at first because they probably thought the same thing. Like, oh, this is a place for me. Right. Um, but I, I looked at the leadership and I was like, these aren't alt-right people. Right. Like, these are people that I see liking my Fakertarians posts about attacking the alt-right. Like, I don't know why they get they get they get those accusations. I mean, it may be there's a few bad apples here and there, but I mean, they actually they actually made me a moderator of the group, right? Um, and I I go through some of the requests sometimes. If I see like oh it's like an obvious alt writer, I'll just decline it. Or we've I've had like people that I've gotten kicked out of the group before because they're it's really not what they're about. I mean. We, there was a poll in the group maybe like a year ago that was like overwhelmingly in favor of abolishing ICE. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. And Josh, Josh is just an open borders guy. Like the announcement he just put out right now was talking about like, like, like the camps and stuff like that, and how terrible they are, and how te- like, uh, what was it? Blaming Biden for deportations and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I feel like some of it is just pushed back against the. Because I mean, it's—I'd say it's mostly anarchists. Um, a lot of like Austrian economics, Rothbardian types are in the group, and I feel like a lot of the the pragmatist types uh, just really aren't a fan of that. That's a good point, Kevin. Do you think the same thing, or you have a different perspective on that? Not at all. No, I mean, with respect to everybody involved, no, I mean, I can tell you a little bit about where Mises Caucus gets some of its reputation, um, and this is somewhat the problem with. Uh, Politics in general, lining yourself up with a group always gets you painted with the worst behaviors of the people in that group. I think largely because of entities like Liberty Hangout, you get a sort of element in the Libertarian Party that's going to gravitate to whatever they perceive is the, you know, the right. Where's the right? That's where I'm going. And so the Mises Caucus, through no fault of their own, kind of got some really shitty characters, man. They got some very outwardly fascist, Nazi sort of characters, and that's where it got its reputation. And and, and I'm not saying they deserve it, because there's a lot of people in this group who I respect, uh, John Hudak. Joshua Smith, uh, there's people in there who do charity work. I mean, I love a lot of members of the Mises Caucus, and I think um, where it's due, they've done a really good job of holding their members accountable and kicking people out who, who don't uh, adhere to their values. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm a member of a caucus, I'm a member of the Libertarian Socialist Caucus, which also has some characters who outwardly speak in a way I don't think represents libertarian values. And it's groups like Fakertarians that have to hold both the left and the right accountable. Um, for those things. But so yeah, M- Mises Caucus is is largely a good organization, I'd say, but they, they, they have a battle with, with infiltration, you know, people who aren't necessarily libertarians using their flag. People that are, okay, well, this this represents, for lack of a better word, the right part, well, this, the camera's the wrong way, the right part of, liber- you know, right, right libertarianism, right-wing libertarianism, this must be a home for me. But like, yeah, but I mean, like I said, like, like John said, Anytime there's discussion about immigration in that group, there's maybe I would and I haven't done any kind of scientific polling, but I'd say about two thirds to three quarters of the people are abolish ice, you know, 
open borders, privatized borders, whatever, like, you know, end government control of, of immigration, and then you'll have that other third quarter, whatever, that are saying, well, we need some controls. But again, it's usually like economic arguments. I, I don't believe, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm not forget, I'm not remembering, but if, if it did happen, it wasn't often, someone that was just straight out like, no, we need to stop immigration or, you know, slow it because of our culture. And, you know, these are people that can't, you know, we can't have a libertarian society with, you know, brown people or, you know, whatever the, the, the alt-right talking points of, about supposed libertarianism are. So, Kevin, you think it's more that there are just some crappy people that gravitate towards that and that kind of gives the, the, the broader, it, it kind of tars the whole, the whole thing, like you said, similar to what happens in like the Socialist Caucus? Yeah, there's an overlap in the economic interests of white nationalists and ANCAPs. That doesn't mean all ANCAPs are white nationalists. It means that they might share some common principles. And for that reason, um, we have to be careful in, in painting with the broad brush. A lot of my comrades think that, you know, the Mises caucus is evil. It's the alt-right pipeline. I'm, I'm not convinced of that because I've seen a lot of good souls in there. And so I, I view them as kind of our counterpart, our ANCAP counterpart in, in the libertarian movement. That's interesting. Now, you said uh, that some of the goals of white nationalists and ANCAPs overlap. Can you give a couple examples of that? Well, ANCAPs are notorious uh, defenders of free speech, which is a good thing and a bad thing. That, you know, means that often they, they, they find themselves defending, um, you know, bad characters. Uh, there's the belief in uh, the freedom to segregate which is very unpopular with folks like myself and my, my comrades on the left, like ANCAPs. Of course, it's, it's ideologically sound to say I respect an individual's right to self-segregate and even go form like a white nationalist covenant community, so to speak. My okay, opinions. okay. But yeah. like, like um, that's, that's, not a, that's not a popular idea among my friends on the left, and rightfully so. I, I don't think that that's going to get society where it needs to go. Um, but so, I mean, and, and that's why you kind of just, just because people will defend ideas which lead to awful things, sometimes you, you get this feeling that they're all bad people. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, John, you probably agree with me on this, that I support someone's freedom to be a racist asshole. And actually, I'd rather know that they are. I don't want them to, to, you know, my wife's black. I I don't want, if I go into a place and that person doesn't like the fact that my, you know, we're in an interracial relationship and I'm Jewish or whatever, whatever thing they don't like about me, I'd rather they say, no, sorry, we don't want to serve your kind here. So I can go, okay, I'll never give you a penny again. And I'll let others know that too, so that you can, you know, rely entirely on people that agree with that to keep your business afloat. And if you can, good for you. But if not, you know, the rest of us are going to find people that are okay with, you know, not all of us looking a certain way. Right. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, absolutely. Like, they have the freedom to do it, but I want to call them out for it. I have the freedom right. to call them out for it, too. And, for, right. and, and to add to that, Hudak's correct, and to add to that, those people aren't libertarians. You have every right to be a racist asshole, but don't do it under my banner. Don't come to my party acting like a segregationist and tell me that you're doing so in the name of libertarianism. It's not yeah. libertarian. Yeah, I, I, it's, you know, I've heard it referred to as thin libertarianism. I think it's hard to argue your... It, you're, it's hard to argue you're a libertarian, but also like you want people of different certain colors to stay away. Like it's, 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 it's isn't a, isn't racism the worst form of collectivism to deny the individual his cognitive ability, his his personal achievements, and to color him only with his ancestry, to color him only with his genealogy? Like I think that's the worst form of collectivism and a full denial of libertarian philosophy. Yeah, and of all people who said, the first time I actually heard that said about ra- racism being the worst form of collectivism ironically, is Ron Paul, who I am often told is the 
uh, emperor of the uh, libertarian to alt-right pipeline for some reason. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, and uh, I have no segue for this. I'm going to plug this because, like I said, inappropriate moment. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Guys, if you're looking to make a podcast, they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Be sure to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started if you want to make a podcast. We actually use that, and it works very well. Um, so now that my plug is done. Now, okay, so we've got the the Mises Caucus. We're kind of, I guess, on the same page with that. There are definitely fakertarians on the left that we talked about earlier. Um, I've also heard, not so much as with the, the Mises Caucus, but I have heard with um, people say with the Libertarian Social Caucus, Socialist Caucus and the Libertarian Party Audacious Caucus um, that, you know, those are, if there's a, if there's a Libertarian to alt-right pipeline, that's the Libertarianism to Communism pipeline. Uh, Kevin, you're actually in the Socialist Caucus. I, I've, I'm not in any Socialist Caucus groups, but I think I am in the Audacious Caucus group. Um, and I have, again, same thing as with the Mises Caucus. I haven't seen a lot of, like, communism i've seen a lot of concepts of libertarianism that i personally don't agree with uh like ideas about ownership of land and things like that that i that i don't agree with but it's not so far as for me to say that's not libertarianism and it certainly isn't far enough for me to say like oh that's you know they're communists they want to you know collectivize my property but do you think that that's kind of a similar thing as the mises caucus where there are just bad characters that give it a bad name Absolutely. The worst people uh, to come to our movement were also, unfortunately, the loudest. And for, you know, but over time, we've, we've come to hold them accountable as well. What, what makes me sad is the story of the Libsock caucuses, again, the story of the worst of us. It, it's the story of the assholes. But what you don't see is the really good stuff that they're doing. I've, I've seen a very small group with far less resources than Mises undertake uh, cross-state efforts to help people, uh, to do mutual aid, to actually demonstrate the value of our philosophy. Right. There's a lot of really good cats in the Libsock caucus, and I, I think there's a lot of good potential there um, to bring decent lefties out there in the in the mainstream political movement closer to libertarianism um so no i, I think they're i think they're good people and I, I think they're valuable to the party yeah john and i i assume you kind of think the same or you have a different perspective on that i mean yeah they're they're good there's some good people in there and then there are the assholes that kind of ruin it for the rest of them right i mean if there's if it's just the people that are just like okay like I want to just have my I want to have my own commune or something like that. Like that that's totally fine. Right. I, mean, I don't I don't I wouldn't do it myself, but who am I to tell him how to live? Yeah. But like with the Matt K types, um I mean he's he's actually gone now. Yeah, cuz he's not even <laughs> but, it, um, he doesn't even claim to be a libertarian anymore, right? Like he's No, he's he's gone. He's, he's a full-on communist at this point. Yeah, but I mean he was doing the whole like thing about killing landlords and stuff like that. Like Yeah, he's and, and he's he's actually one of those North Korean uh, like support types that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like like anything that's bad about Stalin in North Korea is just propaganda. That's that's like his viewpoint. Yeah, no, the kulaks deserved it. Yeah, no, I I uh, I it's and then there's the Benjamin uh, Drake or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's I think they're they're friends. <laughs> I don't I don't. 
I know that the, the federal government, the U.S. government, does propaganda about other countries. I get it. Like, but I don't think you can objectively look at North Korea and go, yes, that's something I'm going to defend today. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, Kevin, you're a socialist. Is that that's that's not your socialist dream, right? Like that's. <laughs> I have no intention of taking your toothbrush, Frank. No. <laughs> that, uh, which I mean, North Korea has uh, taken people's toothbrushes. Like that's. Well, yeah, you should see the sort of fighting that goes on behind the scenes in our behind closed doors with us. It drives us nuts. Yeah. We're anarchists. We don't favor using the state to take anybody's anything. We favor the abolition of the state and maybe a somewhat unorthodox economic arrangement, but ten it tends to be bottom up. We want to organize workers. We want to see that wealth is distributed equitably. We want to see that people see the fruits of their labor. Okay, like labor should own itself. It shouldn't be that somebody gains 70% of what you produce. That doesn't mean we have to take anything from you. It means we can demonstrate. You already see businesses starting up all over the place that are organize along these these uh, philosophies exactly so. right right yeah we're, we're voluntarists. that's why i think there's a lot of uh potential for friendship with with ancaps there's so many people in the ancap side who say there's no such thing as a libsock they don't exist and libsocks are likewise all all ancaps are authoritarians they're just talking past each other but the truth is both of us want the state gone both of us want to experiment uh with with our own economic model so why not help each other achieve that and leave each other to our own devices and, isn't that the most libertarian thing to do right and this was something so i used to be one of those people that would say i you know there's no such thing as a libsock and i thought you know what don't do this because you used to be a republican that used to say you know there's no such thing as a good democrat stop and so i've reached out to people and you were one of them like and i thought let me just hear what they have to say they can't they can't take my toothbrush from the internet so let me just you know talk to them and see and and the more i talk to them i'm like okay i don't agree with everything but i also i realized something in that in those discussions uh we have a federal government that is growing by leaps and bounds murdering people around the world, murdering people here, putting people in cages. Our government is growing, at, you know, not exponentially, but it seems like exponentially. It's just steadily growing. Around the world, statism is still a thing. All governments are growing. The vast majority of people haven't even been exposed to anything even resembling the liberty discussion. It seems like for me and you to be arguing about what a post-state society is going to look at and look like in terms of things like, you know, the sticky na- the stickiness of property ownership or whether you can own land or not or you know uh, the you know the subjective theory of value versus the labor theory of value like it's it's these are good discussions to have but it seems like if we agree on the vast majority of it at a time when we are completely losing on all fronts in terms of of anyone like you know of, of libertarianism actually happening anywhere. Why would we not focus on like you said, actually doing things and demonstrating the answer to that question without government who would do X and say, well, the answer is us. We'll do those things. Why would we not focus on that and then worry about what that post-state economy is going to look like later? Right? Like, I mean, why would we continue that? Certainly. And I would I would go so far as to argue multiple different models of economy are going to be necessary post-state. We're going to have to see what best serves mankind. It's all theory right now. None of this has ever been done. <laughs> and Caps and, and Libsox equally are talking about utopias. We're talking about ideas that have never truly been experimented right. with. Um, so I think everybody should have a chance to give it a go. John, what do you think of that with the idea? Because I, I, I tend to lean more towards that, that a freed market isn't going to look like any specific thing. What do you think of that? 
Yeah, there's definitely going to be pockets of different things. I mean, as long as like the the ANSOC or ANCOM commune like leaves the rest of us alone, like I'm I'm fine with it. But if they're, I mean, if they're like breaking into my house or saying I can't rent something or killing me if I'm a landlord, like that's when I have the issue. But it, leave you if it's leave you freedom. alone. Where are you going to get all your music and your art, bro? <laughs> That was the other thing. So one thing that appealed to me with with Libsox was that I see talk about charity and things like that across the libertarian spectrum. Like that's a big part of what we're saying is that charity is going to, you know, uh, uh, you know, take care of a lot of the problems that, that we worry about post-government. Um, and charity and mutual aid and, and people helping each other and so forth. It seems to me that libertarian socialists their primary concern is the poor and the the least off among us that seems to be like their first second and third concerns and i have a respect for that because as someone who former business owner avid capitalist i i i'm very much like that's a place that only until recently that wasn't where my head was and seeing people that are there to answer the question without government who's going to take care of the poor the answer to that is people who are primarily concerned about the poor are going to be taking care of the poor and so yeah i do think we need people who think that way that their their biggest concern isn't necessarily you know how prosperous you know you can get as much as that bottom rung, how well they're taken care of. But anyway, I, that's just my personal opinion. I, uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That is, that is your, your perception is correct. We do very much care for those who are not cared for. We care for those who, who fall through the cracks. I myself spent a good portion of my life homeless and the government didn't do anything to help me and right. voting for minimum wage increases didn't do anything to help right. me. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I recognize that nobody's going to do something if I don't do something. And that's why I'm in this party and that's why I'm in activism. Um, my, my, my comrades on the left, likewise, they recognize that the government is not the vehicle for achieving what we want. They're not going to help poor people. If we want to do something, we have to take action ourselves, which I think is a common principle with my, my friends on the right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so we have so many comments. I don't even know where. I don't even know where to. How, how many of them are anti-Semitic? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I, uh, surprisingly, none yet. Well, I see one from uh, Dan Posner, my, my my comrade, and you know what? He's correcting me. Libsock societies most certainly exist. I can only assume he's talking about the Zapatistas, perhaps. Um, which, yeah, that's true. They are kind of a Libsock society, so he's right there. There are experiments g- uh, going, but they're constantly defending themselves from governments. Right. Yeah. No. No anti anti semitism here. That is a. Wow. That's a. I. A, a, a first possibly. Um. So. Uh, so. <laughs> so I. One thing I wanted to talk about, and I have intentionally stayed away from this because it looked like a gigantic dumpster fire that people were pouring every kind of flammable liquid on it, and you know, rocket propellant and everything else. And so now I'm going to go live and talk about it because that's probably the best way to deal with it. Um, and you guys have touched on it. Benjamin Le- Leader Letter. I don't know how I to think s- it's Letter. Yeah, that's that's how I how I saw it, but I could be wrong. What the hell is that all about? I mean, what's actually interesting is that 
we I didn't really do much work on that whole investigation, and Kevin didn't either. Because we have, I'd say we have like six or seven um, active admins on the page. Some of them kind of stay behind the scenes, right? But um, I mean, we've had we've had sources and stuff like that that have kind of provided us with some stuff. Some of the uh, recordings that you might have heard, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, the, the guys. I, I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's not even like. Even if someone was making up a story about him or something like that, like these are the guy's own words. I mean, it's 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 screenshots of his posts, it's recordings of his calls, or or I don't know if it was a call or, or what it was, but it was um, recordings of him. And I mean, he's just saying talking about like bodies and trash bags on the street yeah. on election night. And I mean, he kind of it's weird. Like he doesn't deny it. He he kind of acts like he's joking sometimes. And then he was saying something about how. One of the recordings was under duress, but he said he was joking about it before. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Under like someone, Yo, someone was forcing him to say those things. He didn't elaborate. <laughs> this was just an excuse he used after uh, Josh like brought the motion to uh, censor him for being censure. Sorry, people get that one mixed up for being Hannes. <laughs> for being <laughs> for being Hannes. That's Hannes. wonderful. <laughs> So, Yo, dude, I'm one of the lefties that he intends to bag up and put on the court. Yeah. Apparently, and I think that th- this is one of this is one of those situations where, look, the Libertarian Party pretty much stood up loudly and said they weren't having what Matt Kay was doing, and I appreciate that. Now it's time to do it again. If somebody's going to call for violence, like when he called the Black Bloc, you know, he was going to call for violence at the at the convention. Nobody was having that. They thought that wasn't very libertarian. Why then do we allow literal threats of of, of death to a pretty a pretty small minority in the party? Let's be real. That's not called for. Yeah. I no. Mean, I. He, the guy talked about beating up anti-war activists too. That was one of the recordings. There was something about like those Tulsi supporting, like, uh, gay slurs. Um, we'll, we'll beat them up. Or it was. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but there was something about violence against anti-war Which, activists. And yeah. I know some of those Tulsi supporting anti-war activists, and they're good ass people. And you'll have to fucking come through me. You want to bag up some bodies, piece of shit. Fuck that, man. Don't let this guy run for president. Yeah, that's 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 what I was gonna say. He's running for president. Like that, I, I know. which I mean, I'm not an odds handicapper, but probably not I the mean, best odds of winning the presidency. Probably the guy's going to get like three votes in the primary or I mean, that convention or something like that. But still, like, what if he goes on CNN as like a libertarian party <laughs> candidate or something like that? I mean, that would that would not look good. That would definitely buttress the the common. Po- so when I tell people I'm a libertarian. I get one of three responses. The vast majority of the time I get like, oh, you guys are kind of like Republicans, but you like weed. And I'm like, not even remotely, but okay. And then some people will be like, oh, you're the people who, you know, they'll say like, oh, you're Democrats who like guns or you're those like crazy people who want everyone to be, you know, on the streets or whatever. But like for the most part, people are like, oh, yeah, you're like Republicans, but you like weed. And I'm like, oh, how could you ever think that? Maybe it's because we keep running Republicans who like weed for president um but uh so now you got a guy who's gonna kill anti-war activists and is i mean i again i have not really engaged it but what little i've just kind of seen on my feed has looked like a really angry trump supporter um i don't i don't know that i'm not saying he's a trump supporter but like those those are the words that i see from like really really angry republicans yeah, I mean, it's hard to pin down his views sometimes. I've seen some stuff like you can kind of you kind of got to look at the people he attacks to kind of figure out what his views are. I know he attacks people who are like he views as overly anti-war 
and he definitely attacks open borders people a lot. I don't know. I don't know what he said specifically on Trump. I mean, if if that comment that comment he had about blowing up all the conventions, I mean, it included the RNC. So I don't know if he's a huge Trump fan there. But. Right. Right. Yeah. No. And I wasn't saying he was, but I'm just saying like some no, of no, the I, rhetoric is like like it sounds like when a boomer snaps and forgets that the internet is forever and that uh you know now your grandkids are going to see you you know saying this and they'll be like we need a revolution and kill all the hippies or whatever um yeah i don't i, I don't get it. i saw he was running for president i saw he was threatening and then i saw like something about domestic abuse and i was it was enough where i was like yeah i'm going to not really delve into this but he's like like kevin like you said i mean he's personally attacked people and like he's been like uh, I know Desiree Lindsay was someone that he was going after like really hard and like threatening her and her husband. And I mean, that's, does anyone know what is the status of like actually having him removed from the party or censured or whatever? I, I do not believe the motion passed. No, the, the national motion failed pretty handily. I mean, it, it really didn't have that much support, which was kind of a bummer. I, I do think the Texas party is working on something. I don't have details there. If someone, if someone who's watching this uh, knows about it, just say something in the comments. But, yeah, yeah, because I think the local, I think the local party did something too. Where like, I know I'm pretty sure he ran for something, um, in a recent election cycle, and like, or for like a primary for uh, the Libertarian Party, and like none of the above beat him in the primary or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I think I'm less concerned about his impact on the party as I am about him like hurting someone. You know, like someone getting, no, or yeah. even himself, like someone getting hurt instead of like someone making sure this guy's okay and like getting help that he needs or something like that. Again, I know very, very little about him. So, I mean, if you end up watching this, I hope that, I hope that you find some peace and, 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 and get better. Cause it sounds like you, you're, you're probably the one person who's probably the most tortured by this. So hopefully, you know, that, that would be what I would say. We have a question from, Oh, kiss my bass on YouTube. Um, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. Uh, who asked, do you think the Libertarian Party is controlled opposition? John, what do you think about that? I mean, no. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of well-meaning people. I do think it's kind of a little bit of a dumpster fire right now, to, to be kind of frank with it. But, I mean, the people mean well. I, I just don't think it's been that effective right now. I think we can turn that around, but we'll see. Okay, Kevin, what do you think? I'm, I'm I'm proud of the party. I'm proud of the things it's accomplished. And I think the reason we see uh, these problems is because, as we see in the Mises Caucus, as we see in the Libsaw Caucus, we allow the worst of us to speak for all of us. And because we're so libertarian, we're reluctant to take any disciplinary action. We're reluctant to do anything that rules authoritarianism. And as a result, we let these people walk all over us. We let these people fly our flags and say disdainful things and we do nothing to stop it and that's the problem once we stop that once we stand up to the bullies in our party once we grow a spine and say hey that's not libertarianism you don't get to call that libertarianism get the fuck out once we start doing that things are going to turn around i'm optimistic about the trajectory man we got this new blood we got all these young people moving into party uh leadership and, and taking over roles of responsibility i think in the next 10 years you're going to see a whole different lp man yeah i i uh I think it's an interesting paradox in libertarianism that because we tend to be like, okay, well, you know, do your thing, man. It lets in people who will say insane things and we kind of go, well, you know, I respect I respectfully disagree, but, you know, you can do your thing. But I do think that there's a line where it's like, 
obviously promoting direct violence against people that's that's a line regardless of political ideology or whatever if you're not if it's not defensive violence anything other than that is i think unacceptable but i think there are other lines even before that if you're promoting you know people being forced into bad situations or people being uh you know harmed i think that you uh even economically harmed and things like that punishment by the state and things like that i think there's a line where you can say yeah you have the right to say that but we don't want to associate with those thoughts. And if those are really what you think, we don't want to associate with you because we're already a very small, somewhat fringe movement to begin with. If someone glances over and they're like, oh, pedophilia and Nazism and yeah, no, okay, no, 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 never mind. Thanks, though. Um, I think that it, you know, you're, it's, it's hurting things by, by doing that, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's not a good look. Totally. So I have I have a, a question about um, why you guys think the liberty movement isn't more popular. Like, why is it almost depressingly unpopular? Like, why, why is it that obviously some of it is government control of of, you know, uh, of the narrative through public education and, you know, uh, 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 government adjacent major media and things like that but like you can get in front of someone and talk to them about your you know beliefs and a lot of times they just are like that's a bit much like even if they agree with your premise they still just kind of think it's a bit much is it really just that much heavily of an indoctrination thing or is it a messaging problem on our part i mean i think people they just like what they're used to um like they've, I mean, they've, like you said, they've been to government schools, and if someone goes to like a Christian school, you're going to expect them to learn like what the church wants them to know. Right. And I mean, they've gone to public schools, and it's what the government wants them to know. It's it's an incredibly uncomfortable and counterintuitive concept that we don't need a government. I don't know what it was like for you to pry yourself from that idea, but it was not easy for me. It was painful. As I imagine it is for a lot of people coming to the party and encountering anarchists for the first time. Um, for the entirety of recorded human history, we've had governments. We've existed with governments. And so from the moment of your birth, you existed in a world where you, you, you just understood there were government services, taxes came right out of your paycheck. You might have never had cause to question it. It's like that painful awakening from the matrix where you wake up and you realize you're in, your, you're in a pod and you're like, holy shit. I'm not paying for poor people. I'm paying for war. Yeah. I'm paying for military bases around the planet. I'm paying for expensive bombs to explode cheap villages. This is this is not what I thought the red, white, and blue stood for. Like, so I mean, there's a reason why this isn't a popular movement. This is a very difficult thing to wrap one's head around, and our ability to communicate it is 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 behind the times, man. We got a good command of the philosophy, but we can't speak to people's hearts. We're we're so busy being right, we don't know how to be nice. We're not empathetic. This is a very interesting thing. I had Robin. Do you guys know Robin Kerner? Yeah, I don't know him personally, but I know yeah, okay. About. So Robin Kerner, for those who don't know, he's uh, uh, he helps with libertarian marketing and messaging. And one of the things he says is that because we're so philosophy driven, we often forget the empathy part of it. And you know, someone will come in and and you know. We were joking earlier before we started that, you know, how quickly you can be called a bootlicker by like just having a nuanced opinion about the police or, you know, not, especially if you're not an anarchist, you know, the, the one of the three of us end up jumping down your throat because you, you know, defend 
you know, laws against meth or something like that. And, 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 you know, to me, I think that the state is, I think most of us have learned toxic codependent ways to interact with other people. And I think that the state is just an expansion of that. If you look at the, 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 the things that are taught about uh, uh, healthy relationships versus toxic and codependent relationships. If you look at how people interact with one another within the state, where your neighbor becomes your enemy because you're voting against each other, but neither one of you is going to leave, and you know that one has better you know bow to my will. That's all codependency, and I think a lot of it is just bad relational foundations that just multiply out into you know how we interact with the entire rest of the world. And I think when someone comes in and says you don't have to do that. We can have voluntary interactions with people. We can have voluntary associations with, associations with people. The way that you want to live your life can be done and you can let other people live their lives. It sounds so foreign that even before you even get to the idea of no government, it's like, well, no, I have to stop the bad people. And they're not thinking about the fact that the bad people are the ones voting too and they're in this constant fight with them. Um but I, so what would you say moving forward, if you had your, 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 you know, your, if you could snap your fingers and, and fakertarians turned into exactly what you wanted it to be, what, what is your goal? What are your goals moving forward with fakertarians and with what you want to see happen in the liberty movement? Either one of you first, John first, I guess. Okay. I would, I would, lo- oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, no, yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm whichever. Okay. I would like to see us develop a private militia that will allow us to fend off uh, government forces and enact anarchy across the country. But that's a long-term goal. I don't know about John. <laughs> I mean, that one's a... I don't know if we can pull that one off. But, um, <laughs> I mean, just continue to call out the bad actors and get them disassociated from I mean, I feel like that's what we were trying to do with uh, Liberty Hangout and Chase Rachel's as a radical capitalist. I mean... I feel like these people are kind of poisoning the movement and we just got to get them out of there. I would love to help with the militia thing. Sadly, I lost all of my guns and ammo uh, at that tragic day at sea. Um, So I I can't help. Sorry. Um, But I'm there in spirit. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know what I don't No, We're not we're not going to deploy ground forces. We're going to have an orbital laser cannon that's just going to handle shit from space. Even better, which that should be legal. So we, we here at Muddy Waters support uh, full and total uh, legalization of recreational plutonium and and whatever whatever in technology is involved to make the laser thing that you were just talking about. Um, so guys, thanks again for coming in. Uh, I, uh, I I really enjoyed having both of you. Hope to have you on again. I want to give you a chance before I let you go uh, to give any uh, final thoughts. Uh, that, uh, that, that anything that you want to promote, anything you thought we didn't get to touch on, you have as much time as either one of you want. Uh, John and Kevin, the floor is yours. You got anything, Kevin? (laughs) Make a friend you don't agree with. Shake a hand across the aisle and do something to fuck up the government today. Go feed some homeless people. Do something nice, man. This is a, this is a beautiful movement. Let's treat it like one. Let's treat people like friends. That's all I got. I don't got nothing to plug. <laughs> I don't have anything to plug either, but I mean, gotta 
kind of agree with what Kevin said. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty beautiful, man. Like I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I can top it. Yeah, I don't know if I can top it. I think I may just <laughs> turn off the feed. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I think that in the last few, last year or so, my libertarianism has looked more like, like Kevin said, being nice to people, talking to people, helping people, encouraging people to help others. Because it's real easy for me to say, yeah. Well, without government, we'll fix everything. Like, we'll, you know, do it. But if I'm going to look like an asshole who don't want to help anybody, how believable is that? Like, if I'm sitting here talking about screw the poor, they probably got there on their own, uh, you know, they pull up to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, and, but at the same time saying, well, yeah, well, you know, without government, I'll take care of them. Well, that seems kind of specious. That sounds, that sounds a little far fetched because you were really hating on the poor. So I think that. I, I agree. I think that that you know, if the more that we show that we're actually caring, loving people, you have Brent DeRitter who's you know helping people, you know, helping set up something where uh, uh, the the Liberty Coalition for Disaster Relief. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Where when disasters happen, basically rednecks with trucks show up and 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 boats show up and help and rescue people without any you know any in, in, intrusion by the government. It's that kind of stuff that's going to make people say. Oh wow, yeah, no, I guess we don't need government because this will happen. Dominoes, you know, fixing potholes. Like this, this is the stuff that you know makes. So yeah, be nice to each other, guys. Again, thank you guys for coming on. If you can stick around, I want to talk to you during the outro. Uh, but guys, thank you again for tuning. Can I? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Can I get? Can, I'd like to give one shout out because you reminded me of a great organization, actually, the Libertarian Inter, uh, International Mutual Aid Coalition. It's like a group of uh, anarchists uh, ranging the economic spectrum that are working to do good things across the country. So check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. So, uh, guys, thanks again for tuning in to My Fellow Americans, or My Fellow Fakertarians, actually, was this episode. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in tomorrow uh, for the Writer's Block with Matt Wright. Uh, he is interviewing just an amazing guest. I was told many times who it is, but he's great. You're going to love it. Uh, you, you won't believe who it's going to be. Uh, and then Friday, I don't know if J- Jason and, and his wife, Kelsey are still on baby watch. Uh, she's going to burst any minute. So I don't know if he's doing his show on Friday cause he seems to be prioritizing his family over the show, which, you know, whatever, that's his thing. Uh, so he we may or may not have a, a Shabbat episode of Mr. America, the bearded truth, but we shall see. Then have a great weekend Monday. Same thing. Do not know if Jason is coming back. Or if like his whole this whole baby thing is gonna like be important to him or whatever, but we'll see. Uh, and then uh, on Tuesday uh, at 8 p.m., be sure to tune into the Muddy Waters of Freedom with me and Matt Wright as we parse through the week's news with the reverence and joy of a of a young virgin child. And I will try my best to stay awake this time. I kept falling asleep last night, and I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, be sure to tune in for that. And then. Oh, actually, no, I'm wrong. So next next Tuesday is next Tuesday and Wednesday, Demageddon Two Intersectional Boogaloo, which is the uh, Democrat debates uh, that will no doubt be dominated by one Marianne Williamson, and uh, we will be there to uh, live stream it and react. It's like Mystery Science Theater three thousand, except the sci-fi monsters are all Democrats. Um, so be sure to tune into that. Uh, Thank you guys again for tuning in, and God bless you.
my kin Though I view the world through another's iris If you slide in my kicks, it might fit We might just unite and come together Become hybrid, at the least slightly like-minded Indeed, the life I've lived brings light to kindness All you need is a sign Put a cease to the crimes Put an ease to the minds like mine Sometimes darkness is all I find You know what they say about an eye for an eye In a time when the blind leave the blind Who am I to deny when cry when a loved one dies I recognize that body outside When the holes in the body that was alive Now can't find the chalk outline Find out how but you never know why It ain't even make it to the news at nine It ain't even make it to the news at nine That's my sister, mother, father, brother, son That's one of mine All these tears I close my eyes Open up to only find I'm in line There's a point this murder happened all the time 